Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. All right, my guest is on the line and uh, I'm very happy to be speaking to Lital Shokhat Cherto. She's a former IDF spoke, sp- spokesperson and uh, she joins me right now. Morning, Lital. How are you? Hi, good morning. Thank you. It's good I'm to speak fine. to you. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Um, Lital, <laughs> can we talk about Israel's international legitimacy? Are there, yes, you know, when, when, when Israel's legitimacy is questioned, is that something that is being used specifically by Hamas? Or are there actual countries who question Israel's legitimacy? So I think when we talk about international legitimacy, uh, we have to differentiate between two aspects. The first is Israel's actual legitimacy to exist which unfortunately, even after more than 70 years, we still see countries around the world that um, are not clear. And when we have, uh, when we talk about international legitimacy, we have the aspect of countries and we have public opinion. And unfortunately, the two don't uh, correlate at all times when we talk about what's happening in uh, universities and campuses around the world. Uh, when we talk about um, different demonstrations calling for from the river to the sea. Um, I think we discussed this in uh, some of our previous discussions. Right. Um, then from the river to the sea means Israel has no legitimacy to even exist. So that is one aspect of international legitimacy. Right. So, if second, you, so just before we go on, so if we want to know where somebody stands um, on Israel, you know, somebody says well Israel's an occupier well let's just be clear in what part what part of Israel is is or what part of that land is Israel occupying and if they say all of it then we know where they stand it is completely delegitimizing Israel's right to exist absolutely okay. and and you know Israel um, does exist for over 70 years and by the way the Palestinians have received throughout the years numerous uh potential offers and opportunities to um you know to to have a palestinian state and their constant answer was always no by the way when israel was founded the palestinians have originally received a much larger portion of the land than the jewish people um and they said no and then they started a war against israel and they lost so we also have to remember that opportunities are always there if you don't seize them if you don't take the opportunity if you don't aspire to thrive and prosper then it's not on us it's on you so yeah when we talk about from the river to the sea just to make clear if anyone is not familiar with the term it means that from the jordan river and all the way to the mediterranean sea um they want it all to be palestinian land meaning no existence of no jews no israeli entity at all yeah free of jews that's the free okay exactly so so that was the first aspect the second aspect we're talking about international legitimacy is talking about israel's actions uh, or more specifically military actions when it comes to dealing with the palestinians um i will 
discuss, I think, now mainly the aspect of what's going on in the past three months in Gaza, because I think it's crucial for understanding um, where the the world stands. And um, I think, by the way, South Africa is actually an interesting case um, just from th- uh, the past week or two. Yes. So when we talk about Israel's legitimacy to act, I think that, um, unfortunately, um, it's always, you know, um, uh, standing still. I mean, sometimes they'll say, oh, okay, you have to react, but don't overreact. Um, I think that Israel is treated um, misfairly relatively to other countries in the world. I think that um, there is a lack of understanding of who Israel is dealing with. It's Israel's not dealing with the Palestinians, with people. Israel's dealing with terror organizations. Why does Israel and, seek uh, understanding? Why does Israel what is care, what? why does Israel care about anybody else understanding who who the enemy is? Why doesn't Israel just well, act for the benefit of, all, of the c- citizens? Israel Israel, we have to remember Israel's conditions. Starting point: Israel is the only democracy, the only Jewish uh, country surrounded by all Arab countries in the Middle East. Yes. Israel is so. Even if you think about economy, for instance, it has an economy. In in economics, we talk about an island economy, meaning Israel can be self-sufficient but it's depending on its trading with other countries and with the world it's depending on being a member of nations um, so there are many many aspects um, of israel as a part of the international community that are crucial for its uh, continuing existence okay um, when we talk about international uh, legitimacy we obviously talk first and foremost about israel's first biggest largest supporter and ally which is the united states uh, is that still the case little that because, is still the case because yes, you know when i, when I see in the media you know criticism being leveled at israel i just think this isn't what allies do i'm seeing allies behaving in a way that enemies would behave so we have to remember that there's also um it's kind of also a carrot in the stick so the U.S. is a huge supporter of Israel. It is still, um, when we talk about the political grounds in American uh, public, so the polit- politicians are still very much both from the uh, from the Democratic Party and the um, and the Republican Party are still very much big supporters of Israel. We see the American support uh, with military supplies and ammunition, etc. We see, we saw uh, the President Biden's first speech. We saw President Biden visiting Israel right after October 7th massacre. So when we talk about the political level, there's still a big understanding that Israel and the U.S. are supporters. They have shared values. They have shared interests, both in the region and in the world. So that it hasn't changed yet. Let's talk about the American. Can I ask you a favor? This is such an important conversation. We need to take news headlines. Can I ask you, please, just to stand by? Um, We're going to take some news headlines quickly and then we're going to come straight back to you. Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. 
Thank you so much, Jody. So uh, back to Letal Shachat Cherto, former IDF spokesperson, talking about Israel's legitimacy. So uh, talking about, you know, just spoke about um, Israel's alliance with the United States. And uh, Letal, do you think that this war has had a positive or a negative impact on the alliance? Um, it's a good question. I think that, um, unfortunately, that only when Israel is severely attacked, then uh, the world, you know, remembers uh, what's the neighborhood that we live in and yeah. who are enemies and who who we're dealing with. So, unfortunately, I, I would wouldn't want the October 7th massacre to have occurred, but ha- it has reminded the world that you know it's not just a matter of land conflict there's a a real ideological um terror-backed um enemy that we are facing here so i think that is one aspect of it the other aspect of it is that unfortunately um in in recent years we've seen a rise both in anti-semitism and anti-zionism and the two have combined together to an unfortunate global um i'll call it a global pandemic which uh, basically uh delegitimizes israel both right to existence and every other aspect of uh action that's being taken and i want us to to go back to what's going on in gaza uh, because just recently south africa has called, has approached the ICJ, the International Court of Justice, uh, the court, the international court that, by the way, Israel has supported since forever because it was established after the Holocaust, after World War II. And that is the place where countries are meant to come uh, and to try to negotiate or come to to any some sort of arrangements within existing conflicts between countries. Now, when South Africa calls out Israel um, as supposedly uh, conducting a genocide in Gaza, going to the ICJ, uh, for the past few years, Israel has avoided from actually going to the ICJ from f- fear that it is um, it, it will prejudge, it won't fairly appreciate Israel's terms of where it stands and who we're dealing with. And we discussed this also in our previous calls that Israel's not fighting another country that follows, you know, the rules of engagement, the rules of international warfare, the Geneva Conventions. Israel's fighting a terror organization and it doesn't need to be judged by the same terms. And yet, and I'm saying that with a lot of dignity and respect to my country and to the IDF in those aspects, what Israel is doing in Gaza is not only fighting. Show me another country in the world that while fighting a terror organization that has deliberately acting from schools, houses, nurseries, playgrounds, hospitals, and yet Israel still is the biggest provider of electricity, of food, of supplies to the people of Gaza. Why is it Israel's responsibility? So it's a good question. Why is it Israel's responsibility? Gaza has another border with Egypt. And they have have their own government. Hamas was a government. 
Exactly. And yet it is a dysfunctioning government. It is a government that when trucks of the UN come through the, the uh, crossing w- with uh, Egypt, Hamas militants, the Hamas army, the Hamas terrorists will stand on those UN trucks of supplies and will shoot their own people just to make sure that they will get the supplies before their own civilians. Yeah. Um, I can provide additional examples. I can provide additional examples. The IDF, for instance, before every targeting of every building, house, or any other um, infrastructure in Gaza has teams of both lawyers and additional uh, experts that need to provide um, justified, um, uh, uh, what do you call it, Um, law. Uh, you know, to, to make sure that the, the target they're hitting is valuable, that it stands with the standards oh, so of the international fair. Mm. Yes, yes, because they have to show proof that that is definitely a military legitimate target. Now, when um, a terror organization turns every building, almost every building and almost every infrastructure into a military um target by international law not by israeli law by international law if you have rockets if you have military equipment maps plans uh ammunition um bomb uh, side bombs etc etc within all of these buildings if you arm if you make if you use booby traps to arm a building to try to hit the idf but you then the idf has no chance uh, no option by taking down the entire building because they just trapped it all. Hmm. Now, we do make sure that there are no people there. We do our best efforts to do that. And last week I also talked in uh, one of uh, your shows about the the unfortunate, when we're talking about death ratio of civilians uh, and militants, that it's the, it's the lowest one in the world. Israel's doing the utmost efforts to keep the civilian population in contra to what Hamas is doing. They do not care about their own people. So how do you distinguish so between the... South Africa to go to the ICJ yeah. is just... Um, I, I'm sorry, but it's just pure hate. It's and okay. I, um, yeah. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that the ICJ will see um, that Israel is actually one of the countries to probably... Um, set the highest standards of well, you see, the uh, thing is about, current about urban modern warfare mm-hmm. with terror organizations. Letal, you know, firstly, I've got a listener question for you, which I'll get to in a minute. But the, the good side of going to the ICJ is that both sides have to prove their case. And, That's right. and while Israel has... You know, they can prove their case and it, nobody documented it better than Hamas themselves. Um, you know, let's see where South Africa gets the the evidence because they have lodged the case, not Hamas yes. and not and not uh, the Palestinian, you know, not uh, not the Gazans. Um, just a, a question from one of our listeners from the Avi. Thing we have to remember with the ICJ, I completely agree. And by the way, I think that is one of the main reasons why Israel has agreed. Has, uh, has agreed to go and appear in the ICJ. The only thing we have to remember is that the ICJ doesn't work in the timeline of of the world and public opinion. The Mm. ICJ can take years and years until it will reach a verdict. And by then, unfortunately, we can find ourselves in another war. 
So it's just also a matter of like, on the one hand, yes, the ICJ may uh, find Israel that it's um, that has been acting uh, by international law, but can take years. And by then, just by approaching the ICJ, there is a statement that tells the world and that puts another term into, you know, into the, the, the global discussion, which is talking about genocide in Gaza, which is clearly not what's going on. Yep. I've got to, I've got to wrap up, but before we do, um, Ivy asking a question, um, shouldn't she wants to know shouldn't israel now become self-sufficient in producing all required military arms so as not to rely on the united states i think that that's such a good so, question so because i mean you look at somebody exactly. like bernie sanders you know on october the 8th he was condemning hamas now he's he's right. back to condemning israel yes so um so unfortunately we are used to uh those flips um, there's always a question of how many Jews or how many Israelis need to be killed in order for people to feel comfortable enough to support Israel. Uh, it's obviously a rhetorical question, um, but it is the reality of our life. And when we're talking about self-sufficient, so Israel is self-sufficient in many aspects of its security um, uh, supplies and produ- production uh, of military equipment. Uh, we... Uh, from our own necessities and reality uh, invented the Iron Dome, for instance. Um, But um, Israel's security needs are probably among the highest uh, relatively to the country's uh, size and economy. Um, So Israel has many military industries working and acting and uh, from uh, planes and tanks and other aspects, but it's still uh, relatively a much higher aspect to our country. We also, you know, sell uh, some of our systems, such as the Iron Dome, because it's one of a kind in the world. Uh, but in other aspects, just like, by the way, any other country, um, it's a matter of trade. And, you know, uh, take uh, submarines, for instance. You can't have every country in the world uh, produce its own submarines, right? Um, so there are certain countries in the world that have become special uh, that that's their specialty, and they produce submarines. So we will need to purchase submarines or ships or tanks or planes or just pure ammunition from other places. So as much as we can do, we do, um, but it's not. It's never a hundred percent, especially when the need and as is so much higher than the potential supply. Yeah, exactly. But isn't that the nature of life, Little? Thank exactly. you so much for for your time. Yes. Thank you for always interesting conversations with you. And uh, just wish you a Absolutely. wonderful day further. Thank you so much. That's Lital Shokhachoto, who is a former IDF spokesperson, and uh, talking about Israel's international legitimacy. Isn't she fascinating?